Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody. I am excited to dig in with you today. Um, Just want to open with uh, asking the Lord to come and breathe into this podcast. Lord, I just invite you into this word. Thank you, Lord, that you speak. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Today, I am on the topic of intercession. I felt deeply in my spirit about a week ago. Uh, Something was really just, I felt offended by the world, kind of. Um, I I just, I felt grief in my spirit. And I thought, wow, like I just really felt convicted in, in in the power of intercession. And I just, I felt like the Lord just touched me whenever I started going into just how powerful um, intercession is and the gift that we have and um, how it moves the Lord's heart. So I just wanted to break this down a little bit. First, I looked up the definition of intercession and it is the action of intervening on behalf of another. So anytime we go to the Lord and ask him for for him to come down in any situation, um, we're interceding. So I was thinking about and this uh, a lot, and I was just thinking about, you know, I felt like the Lord showed me this, but we as people, so our human interactions, think about relationships down here just with one another. And when we're with somebody that we really love, and um, there's just really nothing worse than when they're distracted, um, it, it actually creates and, and places a distance, you know, between you. Um, have you ever had to share something uncomfortable with someone or hard with someone? And it's really the only thing you can think about. It just consumes you. And it's when you're on the other end of that, the receiving end of it, you can actually feel or sense the distance that that, that is creating between you. Um, another example is if you've ever been out with somebody and they're just completely distracted by something else. Something happened something came up and it's all they want to talk about it's all they're worried about it's all they're thinking about and it really pushes the focus um, from connection with one another toward whatever the situation or thing is that happened Um, you know and, and they're just consumed with it do you know how that feels when you're on the other end of that when you're just wanting to connect with someone wanting to spend time with them wanting to engage and they're just you know worried about this other thing that happened in their day or in their life. Um, and they want to just check in with that other situation. They don't really even want to be present with you because they're just consumed by it. Um, do you know what I mean? You can feel that, that distance. And I felt like the Lord sort of showed me, um, this is, this is how it is with us. If we come to him distracted by the, the other things going on in our life around us, um, it creates a distance. And so it's up to us to approach the Lord with a pure heart. And it's not shame or condemnation, but it's simply approaching the Holy of Holies in reverence. You know, I'm, I'm reading through the Old Testament, uh, as I always do. I read through the Bible in a year, and I love going back into the, the you know, the Torah. And, and um, I'm just thinking about, you know, it said that if somebody missed the Sabbath, if they if they weren't present in the Sabbath, they could actually be, they were to be put to death, not could be, they were to be put to death. And I thought, wow, grace is so powerful. I, I think we've gotten so wrapped up in, 
in grace and and it's wonderful and it's true it's the it's the message of Jesus on the cross for us and our freedom that we have sort of forgotten about God's holiness not in a way that we can't approach him not in the way that you know the Israelites couldn't see him they had to go through Moses as their um their mediator not that that's not what i'm saying because the truth is God is always present he's always there and there is grace and that is the truth but I think that sometimes we can get so consumed with ourselves that we forget about how holy the Lord is. And so thanking him, praising him, fixing our eyes on him is so a way of engaging his heart, asking him to forgive us and putting those things aside, laying them at his feet that are consuming us, putting them under the blood at the foot of the cross and that is where connection with the Holy Trinity is everything. And that is when we are truly engaged with a pure heart, undistracted, eyes on him. Um, if we're constantly distancing ourselves, it's really hard uh, when, when you're consumed with worry, confusion, concern, anxiety, um, problems. That's, that really creates a chasm between us and the Lord. Um, a posture toward him of purity sets the tone for intercession. And that's what I'm getting at. So think about the time you're, you know, you're with that person and they're just so distracted and all they want to do is tell you about, um, you know, what happened at home and, and you're just like, okay, well, I'm here to, to spend time with you. So let's engage. And then think about those times when you are fully engaged with, with someone that you love and how special that is when you're locked in and just sharing your heart with one another, not afraid of um, of what's around, not distracted by the world's things. That's just such a pure way of connection to another person. So I want to kick off with Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. This is a great prayer to enter in with. See if there is an offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If you're praying that out to the Lord, um, he will show you, he will show you that any barriers, he will, he will tackle those things, you know, he'll reveal them so that they can get healed. And it's, it's a safety prayer to pray that over yourselves to, to avoid deception. And it's just a really, a, a powerful prayer. So I'm going to jump into some scriptures here. Um, First Timothy 2, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Who? All people. For kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in the godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at a proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed to herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I am not lying. And a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disrupt, disputing, excuse me. So that's just, that's a scripture telling Paul urging us, we're supposed to be interceding, you know. Um, Romans 8, 
life according to the spirit. I love that. The whole, it, it, the title of Romans 8 is life according to the spirit. So when you're living according to the spirit, you really are sensitive to the spirit realm and you're just moving and grooving with heaven. You know, you just get into that flow and you just know what's going on. And so in verse 26 of Romans 8, it says, in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So when you're tapped into the spirit, life in the spirit, um, this should be easy. It just should be coming off of you. Ephesians 6.18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. It's prayer, guys. It's so important. Intercession. I want to look at the example of Jesus um, with intercession. Jesus on the cross literally said, Father, forgive them. He was interceding as he was being nailed and betrayed at the cross. Nailed to the cross, betrayed, just full-on display. He says, forgive them. They don't know what they do. He's praying on our behalf as he's betrayed and dying on a tree. I mean, come on. In Romans 8.34, it says, who then is the one who condemns. No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. This is Jesus. He's interceding for us. We have this power to do this. Um, in Luke 22, at verse uh, 31, Jesus tells Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not <laughs> and then later on in the same chapter of Luke 22, he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And so I just wanted to point out there that angels respond to prayer. It says right there, as Jesus kneeled down and was praying, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. So angels are sent in response to intercession. They are present uh, at, you know, in prayer. They're present. So this is, this is powerful. Uh, we're not praying to the angels. We're praying to God, of course. God commissions the angels. They are a part of his heavenly um, army, if you will, his heavenly hosts. I mean, they are, you know, responding to, to his he leads them and guides them, but but when we're praying and they're showing up, it's because it's it's the direction of the Lord. A couple more scriptures, Hebrews seven twenty five. Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. So Jesus, as an example, is just is intercession. He is intercession. Um. So sometimes you know people have said this before and. Uh, why should I pray? God knows what he's doing. He, you know, and uh, really we have power. We have power. I want to show you a couple of passages here. Um, let's go over to Genesis 18. And this is the example of um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is when uh, Abraham is negotiating with God. He's negotiating with God. And I just, I think it's amazing he's, how, how he's pleading with the Lord. He says, I'll just read the whole passage to you, starting at verse 16, Genesis eighteen sixteen. When the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? 
Abraham will surely, so God is saying, I'm going to show him. There's a verse uh, in the Bible that says, God does nothing without first telling his friends, the prophets. So um, back at this, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So God trusted him so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin is so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. So the Lord has heard their cry. And I think that right there alone is a powerful scripture. Um, when we're crying out and, and grieving, and I believe, I believe that our nation is grieving with some things that have been passed, um, so when you're out, when you're grieving to the Lord, he hears us and he comes down to check this out. So um, intercessors rise up, intercessors rise up because the Lord is looking for those that he can trust. Uh, the Bible says that the, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro searching for those whose hearts are fully his. He's, he knows who he can trust and, and a trusted, we'll get there, but a trusted intercessor, the Lord is going to Listen, he's going to hear, he's going to look at us to see what is going on down here, what needs done. He's going to send his angels down. He's going to figure this out. Um, verse 22, then men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? The Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Boom, right there he tells Abraham. He listens to Abraham's plea and he agrees with him. Yes, I will do it, Abraham. Even though his plan is to destroy it, you know. Verse 27, then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I've been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes. Now, you know, you have to see here that Abraham's faith is now building because the Lord has said, yes, I, I will. What if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for a lack of five people? God says, if I find 45 there, I will not destroy it. Once again, he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. The Lord, he just said he wouldn't do it for 50. And he's just coming down. Listen to Abraham. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> 30, verse 31, Abraham said, now that I've been so bold to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Now, God is all-knowing. He knew what was going on down there. He knew what he was going to find. Um, but he is negotiating, having a conversation with Abraham, his friend. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only 10 can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left and Abraham returned home. We know the rest of the story. Um, uh, we know the rest. I'm not going to keep reading these passages. But I do believe that um, Abraham had the ear of the Lord. And he could have kept going. I, I strongly believe 
that if he would have kept going, we don't know. It's not in scripture. It's not recorded in scripture, but um, how powerful, you know? The story of Jonah is another example. It's not direct negotiation with the Lord, but there is a turning of God's heart. If you remember, Jonah is sent with a message that Nineveh will be destroyed and the word was received. And the Bible says that they in Nineveh believed God and they repented and fasted and the Lord had mercy on them. So we all know the story. Jonah got mad to at God because he felt like he made him look like a fool because he went and proclaimed this thing and, and it just didn't happen. But the evidence is that the people willing to turn their hearts in faith by repenting and fasting, captured the Lord's heart of mercy. That's what happened. God had a plan to destroy it. Jonah heard him, heard him well, but God changed his heart because the people did. They, they repented and fasted and came to the Lord. They believed God. I believe that first part was key. They believed God, their faith. God responds and moves to faith. I'm telling you. They didn't just ignore God. They had faith in him, and that really moves his heart. Faith moves his heart. Um, but my thought is that the Lord loves us so much that he always wants to save us. You know, His heart is just always for our protection, um, and faith is so precious to God. He's looking for someone to believe him. He is just looking for someone to believe him. He really does bend down his arm to us. He's waiting to intently just hear from us. He wants so badly to move on our behalf. He's looking for pure hearts that are fully his. James 5.16 says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We can move the Lord's heart. In fact, he created us that way. He told Adam to take dominion and be fruitful and multiply. We have the Lord's ear, which is incredible to try and fathom, but it's supported by scripture. And so I just want to say step into intercession. If something is grieving your heart, Step into intercession. Grab hold of these things by faith. Know when you're entering, the Bible says, enter his, his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. So it is powerful to go in with a thankful heart. It is powerful to thank him. It is powerful to worship him. You have to tell him who he is. You have to show him your heart toward him. Ask him to forgive you. Don't be focused on other things. Focus on him. Focus on glorifying him, exalting him, making him putting him on the pedestal, knowing, you know, exalting him and, and telling him how much you love him and coming before him instead of just grumbling and telling him all the things that, that are grieving us, then that opens the dialogue for you to just step into this place of intercession. Hey, God, what's going on? We need you to come down here and, and rescue us, have mercy on us, help us. So I just want to pray right now over you for um, an increase in your and your heart for intercession, I do believe um, that the Lord can come in really wild ways. You know, I grew up in a, in a Christian home, and my mom taught me that when, when someone comes onto your heart, it is because you are to be interceding for them. So you don't think about somebody for the longest time, and they pop into your mind. It's never a coincidence that suddenly you find out something about them, or they call you the next day. The, the, the gist of it is that you are to be interceding. We have a job down here to intercede. And the Lord is waiting to hear from us. He's waiting to hear from us. He wants, he trusts us. He wants to hear from us. He wants to know. He doesn't want to hear complaining. He, he wants to know, you know, information of what's going on down here. So it's important. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people have dreams about people. They don't understand why or what it's about. It's, it's, it's usually always about intercession. And so faithfully stewarding your gift of intercession is really, really important. So I just want to bless you. And I say, 
increase in intercession. I say increase in your prayer time. And I just speak truths and revelations of the Bible that would come to life. God, guys, really get in the word. You cannot know Jesus. You can't know Jesus only by the spirit. You need the spirit and you need the word. You can't just know him by his word without the spirit. And you can't just know him by the spirit without his word. He is the word. That is how you weigh and discern and test the spirits. Not everything in the spirit realm is of God. So we really need the word of God to root us and ground us. And, you know, they're just pages in a book if you don't have the spirit to bring it to life and show you and teach you of all things. The Bible says he is the teacher of all things, and that is true. So I just want to um, pray increase over your um, appetite for the word of God increase over your time and prayer and intercession and um, let's shake the world let's rise up as intercessors and take dominion and show the world how powerful our prayer is there's this demonic demonic thing going around where people say um, keep your prayers that basically there's this whole petition that prayers thoughts and prayers don't don't work well I'm here to tell you that they do Prayer is powerful and it's time that we rise up as intercessors, not just put up. What if we, instead of reacting by posting something on Facebook as our first response to something, but really got on our knees and and went into intercession first before the Lord? This is really, really important. We're living in important times for intercession. So I just bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus and I pray over you for an increase in wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding, revelation, in the Lord. Thank you.